Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode uh, whatever, it's E3 week, who cares about numbers? Probably uh, episode 76, that's my guess, maybe 77. I'm Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always... David McBurney, Family Master, whatever you choose to call me. And frequently enough to seem like always, your man in Japan, Michael Baker, Gaiji Minokatari. And special guest this week... Josh Carpenter. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. It always feels so nice when we have a new guest. Yes. It's good to be here, yeah. So have you ever actually listened... Don't say that until you're done. Have you, <laughs> have you ever actually listened to our show? If you say no, that's perfectly fine. No, okay, I've been listening record, to it... It's episode 72. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been listening to it since you went to uh, podcast format. Sweet. Instead of the old uh, written format. Yes, that became... Uh... Yeah, that was not fun, because that was all editing... HTML every week. I was about ready to oh, rip yes. my hair out. Tell me about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the thing that I do not miss. Honestly, it's be... I, I, I do miss having enough Jap- Japan only news to actually do a column sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. So much stuff comes over now. You've got like no. Seriously. Yep, okay. I'm going to be the last person hired by RP Gamer that actually experienced having to do all the HTML editing. Oh God, I I certainly hope so. <laughs> that can only be considered a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Uh, um, so, what is your regular screen name? Because I don't recognize anybody on the site <laughs> by their <real> name. <laughs> Except for Michaels, but there's five of us. Yeah, there's too many of them. <laughs> one day, one day there will so, be a council of Mike's episode. Yeah, I, I go by J-Scarp pretty much everywhere. J-S-C-A-R-B. Oh, okay. Thank you, thank you. Now I actually have a name to put to the name. The real true name. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Ursula K. Le Guin does cyberpunk. True names, yes. Nice. <laughs> uh, so this is the first one we've streamed, actually streamed live in a while. We'll see if anyone's actually paying attention and gives us live questions. But if not, we have plenty of questions from Budai and lots of uh, random E3 nonsense. Best of the North Star Paradise Lost! <laughs> yeah, there's that. That's a thing. Yeah. It's a Yakuza thing. I have to talk about it. It's lost. Oh, I mean, it actually is coming to America. Wait, is uh, it... It's coming here in October. Is, is, that the game? Yeah. is that the game that's like Yakuza only Fist of the North Star? Yeah, that's, yes. that's that game. I kind of want to play that. <laughs> it's it's out in October. It's the first Yakuza thing to be dubbed in forever, but it has dual audio, so best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm pre-ordering. You got me. Ten, People's heads two. explode. Uh, It'll be cool. Yeah, a lot of it. Uh, even better, I've been watching the video ad for this in Staya for months, and they do things like they've got the full getting ready for the whatever the special punch is. Except it turns out he's just using an ice pick to make an ice sculpture and some slush for drinks. There's some amazing like mini games in this one. There's one where like you're running a clinic where you're just like hitting people in pressure points, but you can like also determine if like it's secretly an enemy in disguise and just kill them. <laughs> yeah, I saw saw a bit of that too. Oh man, but yeah, it's we are basically going to be out of Yakuza games for them to localize by the end of the year, which is kind of crazy. That's yeah. At that's... least. At least ones that are, like, new. They'd have to go back to, like, a PS4 launch game to get another Yakuza game to localize, so we're probably <laughs> done for the time being. Uh, it's the only one we'll... Complain yeah. about. Huh? 
there are worse things to complain about. Yep. Yeah, no, That's I'm true. just so happy. I, I was expecting that if it came out to be a mid-2019 game, and the fact that that comes out in October is crazy to me. Mm. When did it say come out in Japan, or is it already it out came now? Out, it came out in, like, February or March in Japan. Okay. It's been pretty recent, yeah. Like, well, that's the, a quick was, turnaround. Yeah, yeah, they must have been they must have been working on this one for longer than like this one seems to have been one they were working on before it actually came out and like was announced in Japan. If they're doing a full dub, definitely, I think. Oh yeah, that that adds to the time certainly. Uh, it's it's nice to live in a world where I don't have to be on pins and needles for every future Yakuza game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was and, and all. And those Yakuza games are coming to PC too. So yeah, oh that's sweet. Kiwami people get and Zero. Kiwami and Zero are both coming to Steam soon. They are both on Steam now and are both like twenty dollars. Like if you've ever been, I've heard a lot of people say like, "I'll play these when they come to PC." Put your money where your mouth is. They're now. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be handy for me. Then I can finally like give them away as gifts because that's been a problem before. You know, there's no way to do gifting on P on uh, PSN. So now that I can just send copies. Yeah, that's kind of awful. Like, the only system that ever had digital gifting was the frickin' original Wii? <laughs> How did this happen? How did we live in this world? I think the Xbox has it now, but, you know, almost, you know, very few RP gamers have Xbox, unfortunately, so. Yeah, I think, I think that might still be in, like, one of their, like, preview systems where, like, you can gift digital games if you're part of, like, their preview the next iteration of the dashboard. But I should check that. But, yeah. Oh, man. I will I will report one other non-RPG piece of news that amuses me about E3. Just uh -huh. Dance 2019 is coming out on Wii, Wii U, and Switch somehow. <laughs> this is the world we live in. Wait, what? What did you just say? There is a Just Dance 2019, and it is coming out on Wii, Wii U, and Switch. Oh. All three of those <laughs> Uh, that is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Uh huh. Okay. All right. I guess what whatever pays Ubisoft's bills, whatever funds, um, Beyond Good and Evil Two, whatever funds so good. Star Fox and a Toys to Life game for some uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they invited. They invited Shigeru Miyamoto to watch that and then had him sit through three Division 2 trailers. Uh, we have Redrock963 in the Twitch chat saying, Hey, Granny never updated to a Wii U. Give her some slack. Yeah, no, I didn't like it. The, the confusing thing about that is that there's a Wii U version. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, maybe some Grannies did upgrade to them. <laughs> <laughs> they had to very carefully have their, like, uh, hundred... Uh, classic game saves migrated by Pikmin to the Wii U. <laughs> uh, well, okay, that's in, enough of that. So, in in true in true Q and A fashion, there's one very important localization and localization announcement. Uh, which one's that? Do you know? Do you know which one I'm talking about, Dave? Uh, sorry, I no, I I think Sh I missed your statement. Uh, the most important localization amount. Announcement that in true Q&A fashion we must discuss. Oh, I don't think I got this. What's up? I haven't uh, been paying attention. Tales of Vesperia oh, Definitive Edition. Oh, I'm censoring myself right now. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. An ancient bugbear standing. <laughs> 
Hey, hey, at least the poor PR people for Bandai Namco don't have to answer that question anymore yes, yes. about oh, the PS3 man. version. Oh, my God. People were asking about the PS3 version of that game when we were getting PS4 games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally, you can all play it. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not It's not really worth getting up in arms about. <laughs> That you're forgetting which group of people we're talking about here. Oh, no, uh, I, I remember 100%, but I'm trying to speak to someone, some non-existent audience. Well, at least, so now now that that dark chapter of Tales history is finally closed, finally, does that mean we can get all Tales fans on board with complaining about not getting the DS version of Tales of Hearts? <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I've heard enough. I'm burying the past. Okay. Kill the past. Okay. Oh, by the by the way, Red Rock nine six three is staff member Kelly, and because I'm right. I'm stupid and forgot that, uh, I just read off her username. My bad. <laughs> Again, I I would not have recognized the, her real name or the real name if you had said it. So. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, uh, so Eric RPG is following us on the Twitch on the Twitch chat and says, following E3 logic for Vespira, we are bound to get Mother 3, right? <laughs> I think you're likely more likely to see uh, Reggie feeds me vaporize another man over being asked about it. Uh, well, that would be... I would enjoy that if they did just did that again. I'd be totally fine with that, honestly. Alright, let's... Uh, Let's divert for a second. We're going to jump into Budai's questions that he left us after last episode. I'm sure there's more E3 nonsense to talk about. There's always more. Like Spider-Man? Oh my god, Spider-Man. Listen, do you want me to just sit here and vat and like breathe real heavily about Kingdom Hearts 3? Because I can do it. No, no, we'll save, save it, save it. All right, all right, here we go. Let it go, dude, let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> 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 oh... I said, I just really uh, want to talk about little pirate outfits. <laughs> uh, where is episode 76? Why is it not showing up on here? Didn't we do it? Is this... Didn't we have... No, 75 is the last one. No, 76 is the last one. Then 76 what? is the last one. Why do I not see it in the feed? Uh, I saw it when I was looking. <laughs> uh, podcasts. We're very professional. <laughs> We're very prepared and ready. Okay, I got a bunch of Budai stuff. Uh, do you want me to just read some of these off? Or yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. go ahead. What do you think of these games, Mega Man Legends, the Fable series? Uh, you got that? I care about Mega Man Legends, but probably not enough to get up in arms about there not being a third one. I, I like, <laughs> the, only like Mega Man Le- the only Mega Man Legends game I actually played was The Adventures of Tron Bon. That's a great game. <laughs> oh, it is. That. That's why I was very happy to see her in Project Cross Zone, because I actually knew who this character was and thought, this is hilarious. <laughs> I can't believe how much mileage they got out of Little Lego Mans. I can't believe how much they didn't get sued out of having a game about Little Lego Mans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed out on all the Legends games. I, I barely owned a PlayStation 1, so that's in the, one of those black spots for me in terms of video gaming. If you've got a Vita lying around, they're all on PS. Uh, they're all on PS One classics. Yeah, that's one of those like need time, not. <laughs> yeah, true enough. True enough. They're not that long, but yeah, they are kind of RPGs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they've aged particularly well, like control-wise either. 
Nothing from the early PlayStation era has ever aged well. This is true. Uh, there's some games I would say are age have aged better. Uh, Legend of Mana. You can say most well, of them that's are not an early PS1. not 3D. Yeah, it's true. I I am forever in love with the aesthetic of Jumping Flash, which is a nightmare polygonal untextured world that I love. <laughs> I'm also forever bitter that that we did not get Jumping Flash 3, which had the beautiful Japanese title of Robert Mondieu. Of what? So. Robert Mondieu. Robert Mondieu. Yeah. As in my god in French? Yes. Okay. The game was about the game was a first person platformer where you played as a rabbit robot named Robert. And huh. for so, for some reason the third one got called Robert Mondieu. Huh. It's cute. It's really like it's very primitive, but it's it's very good. Now, this has nothing to do with Mega Man Legends. This isn't even an RPG. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I care a lot about early 3D because I think it creates a very interesting, peculiar, dreamlike aesthetic that modern 3D has a very difficult time capturing. Well, that's when it's that's when it actually happened well at the beginning. That most early 3D lo- just looks like yeah. Gumby looked better. Um, I love Gumby. Yeah. Go but yeah, so you get pick up like those weird dreamlike early PS One games, or like or even just LSD Dream Emulator. So Fable. Uh, no strong opinions. Yeah, <laughs> I really I like. I played seriously. I played like ten hours of Fable Two and just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> I re- That's basically me with one and two. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the first one, and then I played the second one, and was really, really, really bored. Did not like, like it I, at all. I know people that are super fans of them, but I mean, like, they don't, they feel kind of, they're like a weird void. I can't think of anything to really say about them, positive or negative. Yeah. <laughs> I just know them mostly. That's probably about as much as you can get out of anyone. It's just that, oh. Okay. What do we got next here? Can flaws make a game better? Some games have certain skills that basically take what seems to be a flaw in the game away. Like, for instance, getting a fast travel option somewhere in the game. Would the game be better if this was always there, or does rewarding someone and changing the experience matter that much to the player? I'm not sure if it counts as a flaw if it's something the game is designed around. I can certainly see people getting irritated about something, but... On the other hand, to take the question literally, I would say there's a lot of games that feel like they have a lot more character just because they have, like, a very characteristic, like, not even necessarily a flaw, but, like, something where you would look at this in a vacuum and say, this feels like a design oversight, but, like, games that have all of their rough edges sanded off tend to start feeling kind of samey and blah, so... Well, I I mean, there are times, I don't know, maybe it was growing up um, being a Mystery Science Theater fan, but there are times where I really enjoy when the games are just kind of like, have um, kind of mediocre parts to the localization. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of of really... Son of a submariner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoonie bard. Yeah, I've been playing... um, uh, an Asia, an English Asia game release, oh, uh, Full boy. Metal Panic, lately, 
And most, no, 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 like most of the game is fine, but you get these little like battle quips when they're fighting one another. And some of them are, uh, you know, kind of like hilariously badly translated. <laughs> Which makes for a very sharp contrast. <laughs> Which, you know, just makes fun every once in a while. You know, you've got your, your regular part of the game that's fine. And then you've just got the hilariously nonsensical battle quips. Uh, I like this. I, I think that there, are, in, in some ways, like having an interesting failed localization script was often more amusing than a lot of games that, in truth, didn't have a very interesting script to begin with. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, la- bit of last year I played through Final Fantasy VI on Game Boy SP in Japanese and like. I know what the English is supposed to be here, and okay, there actually is a joke on this time, not the last time. Um, <laughs> and the hate, 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 hate speech was just one long stuttered custard. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it. I, I feel like everything I ever hear about Japanese Capcom makes it sound like a lot of his personality feels punched up in the localization. But that might just be what I've heard in story rather than what's actually in there. I'm trying to think of like situations where like a mechanic is introduced to cover a weakness in the gameplay, and I'm thinking of things that aren't RPGs. <laughs> well, I think the thing about fast travel brings up what I remember people complaining about the first Dark Souls a bit was the lack of fast travel until later in the game. Uh to which I would say that's not really a flaw because I think not having fast travel forces you to kind of learn the layout of the world, which is really important, and makes you explore lots of nooks and crannies you probably wouldn't if you could just fast travel to wherever you're supposed to. Uh, It's also specific to Dark Souls 1, where that world is a lot more interestingly interconnected than a lot of the other games in the franchise. That's true. Like, I believe you have it right away in Dark Souls 2. It's been a while. Yeah, you do. And it makes a lot more sense in that game. Because that game is basically like every path goes out to its own endpoint rather than a uh, interconnected world. Right. So having to trudge back through everything you just did is just tedious. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing I'm thinking of that is not a... Uh, an RPG is, if anyone ever played Metal Gear Rising, that game doesn't have a dodge button. It has has a purchasable dodge move, but you have to buy it, because the game wants you to, at the very least, have to rely on the parry block mechanic, rather than immediately using the dodge mechanic, because the game is balanced around primarily blocking, occasionally dodging. And so sometimes you hide that mechanic behind because you need to enforce what the play style is actually intended to be by locking out what would seem a more appealing option. And sometimes you go overboard on that and you end up making FF13. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like FF13, but that tutorial is very long. We <laughs> well, have some good examples in the chat. Kelly says, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a flaw in the game's AI, like how you can use Domingo to tank in Shining Force. Oh, that reminds me of, uh, there's some Super Robot Wars games where the AI will attempt to attack things it thinks it can hit, but it won't actually 
it tests that against their raw ability to hit. So if you have like a stat boost that causes them to become unhittable, they'll keep trying to hit them. That's basically the only way to. That's basically the only way to get some of the the battle masteries in OG One on GBA. Like you send this one guy who has like a spirit command that'll boost his evasion by thirty percent, and then just send him into a swarm because you have to kill like ten enemies in three turns. So like they all whiff against him, and then he blows them up in response. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <clears throat> see, we have another bad dumbing example in Silhouette Mirage, which I've not played. Oh, yeah, that game That game has a lot more than bad dubbing going on, because Working Design's actually tinkered with the difficulty balance and gameplay balance, Ooh. so there's a lot more going oh, on. Oh, that's that, that one, oh. Working Design's had this very peculiar idea that the games they were localizing simply weren't hard enough, and that got very strange when they started localizing treasure games. Uh huh. Oh, there's there's a lot to unpack with Silhouette Mirage, and I don't know the game well enough to go go all the way. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's fair to withhold the mechanic specifically to try to essentially to to force the player to learn how the game is meant to be played before you let them tinker around with it. But you got to be mm-hmm. careful about. How you're balancing up to the point where they get that mechanic, and you know how long you withhold it, because yeah. Uh, Next question: What is the best Genesis RPG? Shining Force Two, of Star course. What? No, it's excuse Fantasy me, Star what? 4. No, it's Shining Force Two. It's Shining Force Two, sir. Anyone else have an opinion on this? Or me and Wheels <laughs> just going to yell at each other for thirty minutes. Oh, no, I'm just going to sit here on the sidelines, finish my pizza, and... <laughs> I'm enjoying listening to you two argue, so... <laughs> so I'm trying to think of the act- of how many Genesis RPGs I've actually played, and this includes stuff like two or three Fantasy Stars, because I can't remember which systems they all came out on, and Crusader of Sentry. And maybe <laughs> Landstalker's on that system, too. Oh, yeah, Landstalker's that system. I still can't get over the fact that they called the sequel the Landstalker Lady Stalker. <laughs> well, because the, the heroine is named Lady. Yeah. It's a Lady Stalker. But, uh, yeah. Uh, no, Wheels, I'm sorry, you're wrong. It's Fantasy Star 4. Um, no, but it, it's, a sol- it's a solid second place, for sure. When was the last time you played Fantasy Star 4? Uh, okay, it's been a while. Okay, I've proposed an exchange. Okay. We will bring this topic up when both of us... Have, when I have finished Shining Force 2 again and you have finished Fantasy Star 4 again. Alright, well I did just get uh, that Genesis collection, so... Sounds good. I've been meaning to play Shining Force again, so... A gentleman's agreement. Indeed. <laughs> Can't believe that's how we resolved it. <laughs> Disgusted. Uh, alright, alright, alright. Uh, let's see... Uh, and here's a good one. In the spirit of Joshua's question, if you could make Wheels play one game specifically, I'm assuming he means Yakuza, which would it be? Well, is it just going to be Yakuza for all of us? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought he was just making talking about Yakuza, but yes, let's just make it. If you could, if you could force me to play one game, not named Mugen Soul Z, what would it be? <laughs> well, I'm not mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, because getting you to play that thing would involve, like, clockwork orange levels of restraint. It's a sin! If I if I had to pick something other than like one of the Yakuza games, you you haven't ever finished any of the Trails games, have you? Wheels, you need to play them too, right? Um, have I technically finished any? No, technically. Um, I would like to finish Cold Steel, but Good I have luck not with yet. Four games. Yeah. Well, only two in English so far. I, you got time. Yeah, I'll get back to that. I've been meaning to. That's really good. You need to play that, too. <laughs> you considered quitting your job and becoming a hermit. Um, no. Well, then. I, I like to have money to purchase the video game product, especially when... You li- considered theft. Especially when limited run games is like, hey, hey, here's all this stuff, and here's, here's some Cosmic more stuff. Starter. Here's another version of Cosmic Star Heroin to buy. Here's uh, some more Vita games. And, you know, some Switch games and random other all sorts of nonsense. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I need I needs monies. I needed money right, so what, what, el- what else you got for me, guys? What else? What do you got? Yakuza! I know, most, Yuck. Of the, most of the stuff that I would try to get you to play, I think I've already mailed to you. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, I know for a fact that you have... One, two, three, four different Metal Max games for DS and 3DS. Yes. One Maple Story game for DS. Yes. And I lost track of random other stuff that I, um, we made arrangements for. Children of Mana, uh, which we made Oh, yeah, got Children for. of Mana. How, how did that go? Um, did you ever finish it? I have not finished it yet. Uh, I am Are going you going to, to? I am going to, yes. So at the very least, I like the music and I like the art. Force my way through that little tedious. Little, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and that, that's a game that really wanted multiplayer, but didn't want to actually bother with it. Yeah. And Metal Max Four is probably going to be the Metal Max I'm going to settle on for a while, and then get back to the other ones. Fair enough, because they're all good, and that one's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. So. Uh, I will probably hit you up the next time I get stuck. Yakuza. Yeah, all right. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yes, Yakuza. Z- Yakuza Zero. On and onward six. from there. Kiwami uh, Wa- and Kiwami Two and the HD remasters and Six and Fist of North Star Paradise Lost and listen, you got a lot of homework wheels. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's check the Twitch chat and Discord for more questions. Thought I saw something on. Uh, here we go. Is anyone miffed about how Bethesda Switch support consists entirely of boring mobile game ports? Um, I mean, it's more than a lot of Western developers pay it. Uh, yeah, I give them a lot of credit. I mean, uh, getting Doom to work on Switch and getting Wolfenstein <laughs> 2 to work. Yeah. Um, and a very nice port of Skyrim. I know, I yes, I know that they've released like 10 bajillion versions of that to the point where they poked fun at themselves by oh, releasing by way, Skyrim Alexa for Alexa. Oh, by the way. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I, I can't really fault them too much. Like, give me, I don't know, Fallout New Vegas on Switch would be neat, I guess. Yeah, I mean... What, but I mean, like... What has EA done on the Switch? Activision? Uh, FIFA and more FIFA? Yeah. Activision? 
Uh, Activision still won't commit Call of Duty to the dang thing. I, I mean, U- yeah. Ubisoft obviously hit a home run with their original game on the Switch. Ubisoft is that company that's like always knocking it, knocking on Nintendo's door, asking if they can come in. Yeah. They seem to have uh, this cute love fest going on right now, and I'm all for this. So I still can't believe that they brought Miyamoto to their presentation two years in a row <laughs> <laughs> and presented him with giant toys twice in a row as well. <laughs> Uh, they they just want an excuse for Miyamoto to show up. That's all. <laughs> Please look at our games, Mr. Miyamoto. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm not going to lie. My reaction to Fallout Shelter on Switch was like, come on, give me a full Fallout game on Switch, damn it. But, Aren't you excited for Elder Scrolls Blades? But but then some, but then someone <laughs> reminded me that they're giving me a card game on the Switch, so you know we're good. We're good. That's someone with me, and I hate myself. Yeah, Batista and I are good. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Dust, Dust the Elysian Tale on Switch from what? from Limited Run Games. What? Yes. Yes. I'm not even sure if you're just making things up now. No, Kelly reminded me in the Twitch chat that is a thing that is happening. Edit for so. What? Yeah, you you go go back and watch Limited Run's uh, E3 conference thingy. It's pretty cool. That probably has like two hundred percent less murder than the Devolver one. Yes. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Devolver. I don't know why uh, Devolver keeps making things that are like one uh, like these E3 pressers that are one announcement and then a twenty minute Adult Swim sketch. Weird thing. Yeah, that's that's. That's it's time to take America get back. Believe in your own justice. The president has a giant robot and fights the vice president who also has a giant robot. Yeah, that sounds like uh, classic from. I, I just had to step classic out with some door to door guys. What are we talking about? Uh, yes, for yes, Expo. Yes, PC. I've never heard of this game. What? So this was a From Software OG Xbox game released only in Japan. About the U.S. president fighting the U.S. vice president in a giant mech after the U.S. vice president attempts to stage a military coup. (laughs) He spent the majority of the game screaming complete nonsense about how it's time to take America back and also just screaming complete unbridled madness about believing your own justice. It's a very strange game. His know. robot has every gun imaginable in it. When you pull out all the guns, you'll notice that there is a musket for some reason. <laughs> Just every gun. It's a strange game. It's never been released in English officially, but it's developed a big cult following in the U.S. because, I mean, listen to the concept and explain it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, an interesting thing was in the Q&A following the uh, limited run games thingy, Someone asked about Metal Wolf Chaos, and uh, apparently there's this thing, what's it called, Special Reserve Games, which is actually run by Devolver, and that's like their limited physical... Yeah, I've thing. heard of I've heard of Special Reserve. But they basically they basically said they're going to... It's one way or another, either it's going to happen there, or they're going to make it happen through limited... Now board it and switch, you freaking coward. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Xbox game, you can do it. Now you've gone mad with power. <laughs> what are you... Like, it's an original Xbox game. You're not going to get this excuse to me of, like, oh, it just couldn't be done. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, so I think we have some more Budai questions from previous episode we didn't get to. There's always more. more. Always, always more. What's I next? appreciate Budai's capacity to be an infant 
question font. There's always money in the banana stand. Yes. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Let's see what we did here. We had talked about the Dark Souls 3 one the rest, and the Persona 6 college setting one. We hadn't gotten the rest because they hadn't existed when yes. we recorded. Okay. I never played the added content of the first Dark Souls. I'm assuming it's the rema- It's in the remastered editions. It is. Uh, what is the expansion like? Uh, the Dark Souls 2 expansions were brutal. Yes, they were. They were freaking brutal. Uh, I would say that the, like... Uh, Artorias of the Abyss content is some of the best bosses in Dark Souls 1? Yeah, the f- I would say the f- the end boss to the DLC is the hardest boss in the game. Manus, Father of the Abyss? Yes, that thing is uh, nasty. Beating that thing by myself without help from an online helper or the hidden uh, ally helper you can bring to that fight was quite an accomplishment, and I think nice. it's, I nearly died. And good on you, because uh, I could not do that. I, I didn't even bother trying. Wow, coward. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, that's that's great content. Like, absolutely play that. It's totally worth your time. You might have to do some digging to actually find it. It's kind of ferreted away in a strange place. Yeah, uh, you can tell that they really did not plan ahead for uh, DLC. Yeah, so it's it's almost feels like it's hacked into the game. <laughs> it, it's in a place where not much existed before, but it's still like one of those things where, like the the place they put it was some place that nothing existed before, and also nothing still exists there. It just por- they just put a portal there. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a great piece of content. Definitely go out of your way to play that. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, yes, I can't wait for this next question. Oh, I good hate times. you. Good times. Uh, what is it? What is it? So, let's have a talk about roguelikes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I know I know David said he doesn't like them, but the the same time in this episode he miss he has liked some. Which are those? Which are your favorite ones? I really enjoyed Net. Oh God, no, Budai, no. <laughs> what are you doing to me? That's some deep. That's some I, deep lore. With I that really hack. enjoyed Net Hack, even though I was never good at it or made it very far. More recently, Rogue Legacy. Oh, that is so, me saying there are roguelikes I've liked is kind of. I'm being loose with the definition to include roguelikes with a lot of action elements because I like game because I don't like how much roguelikes are built on who knows what you got this time could be anything <laughs> and like there there's environments where I do like that like saga games but that doesn't require me to if I got a bad roll start the game over <laughs> and like, there are a lot of roguelikes where I try playing them, and it's like, I feel like there's nothing I could have done. It, the, this was, the role was, the roles I got were bad enough that it, there wasn't really anything I could have done. I just didn't have what it, I just did not have the resources to finish. So, like, a lot of the action ones, I will, like, you know, this is a cliche answer, but, like, Spelunky is a really good action roguelike, because... Mm-hmm. No matter how bad your role is, even if you just start with the fir- the four ropes and four bombs that you get in a vanilla Splunky run, you can finish that game. You just have to be real careful about it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that's also getting a. Uh, the the console Splunky game. Yes. And Vita, I think. Yep, Vita. Nice. Vita. And that's a, that's a very good portable game. 
Yeah, that that's where I played a lot of that. That's one of the few roguelikes I played a lot of was Spelunky. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But I mean, you know, the gameplay in Spelunky was just so much fun. Yeah, it's all, it's almost like it didn't piss me off that much when you got a bad roll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd say like platformy type roguelikes are some of the f- the best ones out there. They it really helps a lot. Yeah. It does remind me that there's a Spelunky 2 that is slowly working its way to release. Yeah, I think they said that one would get a limited run as well. I forget. I'd believe it. But, yeah, I'm like, give, give me these these roguelikes with at least some action elements so that I, like, if I get a bad roll, if I'm just good enough at the game, I can still play it. Did you ever do Crypt of the Necrodancer? I did! I love it. Yeah, I haven't actually done a lot of roguelikes in the past, but when I was really young, I actually played a lot of one called Mariah, which was a net hack derivative that was... I never did figure out how to actually beat the game. Um, I just like to go randomly through dungeons and end up dying by being swarmed by giant lice or something like that. Yeah, Necrodancer's another good poll because it's it's simplified enough because you have to be playing it rhythmically. It's simplified enough that, like, and relatively, like, even by... Most roguelikes aren't super long, but even by roguelike standards, it's fairly short. Yeah. So, between those two things, it, it feels like you can actually... Like, my brain can comprehend playing through it multiple times, so... <laughs> yeah, that's one I really want to play. Pick up that Switch version... Yes, sir. Pick up a pick up a USB dance mat and plug it into the PC ver- version. <laughs> I think one of my favorite roguelikes of recent memory would have to be uh, hmm, a lot to choose from. Uh, Nuclear Throne was one I picked picked up recently that I have actually not like had a complete successful run yet, but uh, that's a really good one. That I recommend people checking out. That's that's good. On, that's on Vita as well. Um, trying to think, uh, what was the one that came out on Switch? My brain is failing me with the name of this game. Uh, Give me one second. Uh, Finding of Isaac. No, that's a good one. Has been Heroes. Oh, has uh, been Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. So. That one kind of slipped probably under a lot of people's radars because it was a little rough around the edges when it first came out. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one I definitely love. It's like a mix of... Uh, how do I even describe it? Uh, you know what? I I can't even describe it very well, so I recommend <laughs> people check out some YouTube videos of Hasman Heroes, and it's super cheap if anyone wants to check it out. But... Like as far as traditional roguelikes, the last Sheeran game was don't recommend that. But the Vita one or Yeah, the Vita one. Sheeran five, I guess. Tower of Fortune and the Dice of Fate. I feel like that might have gotten eventually ported to something else, but it's been on at least three different consoles that I know of. Okay, yeah, it came out on DS in Japan, but we didn't get that version. Any other roguelike thoughts? Anyone? <laughs> Don't um, put roguelike elements in your things that aren't roguelikes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Unless you're building your entire game design around them, it just it just makes bad levels. No, that's yeah. a fair point. I'm a curmudgeon. 
Kelly, very angry all the time. Kelly is a fan of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. And those are so oh yeah, I've heard a lot. Of, I've heard a lot of people like those. They're easy, but yeah, I can I can definitely see the appeal. Them being easy is probably part of the appeal. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. In <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to have to try Dragon Quest Yangus. Oh yeah, man. yeah. Oh. yeah. Shonen Yangus. Yeah. All those, all those Dragon Quest games we don't get. <laughs> At least we get the mainline ones now. Yeah, that's true enough. It's something. We just saw Square Enix do a big to do about Dragon Quest XI this morning. Well, it was one of the few things they actually had to show. So <laughs> they were they were prepared to show plenty of things, but they didn't actually have anything to show about. I mean, they showed Babylon Falls, which consisted of nothing. Yeah. Platinum Games is making something. It's called Babylon Falls. Take your guesses now. It's um. Um, it's a game. It's you a blow your mind here. It's a game. I'm it's choosing either to look. It's either that or the futuristic sequel to Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I maintain the title. The title just sounds like one of those really weird, slightly psychedelic TV shows. I maintain it is a roguelike Tetris em up. I, would... I, I refuse to define what a Tetris em up is. I don't know what it is, but I'd play it. Didn't they announce a new Tetris game or something? Oh, yeah, right. they did, yeah. yeah. It's VR Tetris. It's Tetris if you have synesthesia. Ooh, trippy. Yeah, it's Tetsuya Mizuguchi. If you know anything about anything he's ever made, you know exactly what it is. I don't if you know don't know what he's that. ever made, it's Rez. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Rez Tris. Gotcha. Yeah, basically. Uh, man, I'm just thinking about Kingdom Hearts 3 again. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, it's true. It looks awesome. Uh, they put them all in pirate outfits. They never dressed in pirate outfits for Pirates of the Caribbean World before. Alright, here's another question. What are your top <laughs> top three RPGs on PS4? And since uh, Gaijin does not have PS4, we're going to change that question to what are your top three RPGs on the PS4 and or PS3? I know, I, I do have Vita, which, so several of these are actually possible. Ooh, uh, that's true. Not necessarily good ones, but yeah. <laughs> You've got options. They're just not <laughs> good options for a top three list. Uh, PS4. And let's cut out... Let's try and cut out remasters if possible. Uh, FF15. Mm -hmm. FF15's up there for me. Yakuza 0 is in my top three, definitely. Oh, yeah, Yakuza counts as an RPG for this. I can use that. <laughs> I need to finish 6 before I say whether that goes up there, but 0 definitely does. Putting Persona 5 in there as well? Yeah, Persona 5 probably rounds out my list. Yeah, Persona 5 doesn't make mine, but... <laughs> <laughs> it makes some people's, and that's fine. It does, yeah. Uh, I would have Horizon Zero Dawn on there for sure. That's a good one. Uh, Monster Hunter World, and uh, not Dark Souls 3. What a harsh boy. <laughs> See, I, mean, uh, I think the only thing I've actually played that might actually be workable on this list would be Metal Mech Xeno, and I really would not call that the best game <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> No, stop crushing our dreams. It's the one we're you, getting. Why does it have to be being, the one we're getting? Not being a top, it not being a top three game doesn't mean it's not a game worth playing. True, very I true. Know, 
I know you're depressing me so much because I've I've been listening to you, you know, talk and write about <laughs> Metal Max games for years, and I'm all excited that we're getting one, and then you're like, oh, it's only kind of mediocre. Oh. Just... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is why I'm happy I'm not writing the official site review. <laughs> Metal Max, I'm let us down. Yourself. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to use my last slot for uh, Romancing Saga 2. Mm. I thought you said no remakes or ports or anything. Oh, I broke my own <laughs> damn rule. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. If, if I can't do ports, that means I can't do Ease 8. So, let's see. It'd have to be like near Automata, and we'll go with God Wars. Because that oh, game doesn't get enough love. Yeah, I mean, that is also on my backlog that needs to be moved up. One of these years, I'll get around to near Automata. I mean, yeah, I'm going to do that as well. But I actually bought God Wars, was excited for it, got the collector's edition. The cloth poster is hanging on the wall behind my computer. Have not <laughs> have not started it at all yet. Hey, <laughs> you waited it, long enough, it's coming out on Switch. You yeah. can play it there. <laughs> exactly. In, in my near automata defense, Yoko Taro hurt me deep, and it takes a while to heal. Uh, which game did he hurt you with? Drakengard 1. Oh, okay. All sins forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's one of those games where, like, this is, it's just a phenomenon I've noticed while observing it, is that, like, when a developer makes a really good game, people will go back and try to reevaluate the old ones and be like, oh, all of these were actually good. And it's like, no, no, none of you people frickin' play Drakengard. You don't know what I went through. <laughs> I, I tried to play 3, and that I, didn't last long. I played freaking one. Drakengard one is a Dynasty Warriors knockoff made by someone who both doesn't get the appeal of Dynasty Warriors and is kind of upset that anyone thinks it's appealing. <laughs> and if you've played any, if you have played any of Yoko Taro's later works, you understand that I'm not joking when I say that. <laughs> the most I can say for the game is that it has an interesting twist on the idea of, like, a lot of games will have, like, multiple endings, and the harder the ending is to get, the better it is. And, like, the more you try to get a better ending in Drakengard, the more it tells you to, you know, go piss up a river or whatever. Because, uh, no, the ending just keeps getting worse. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, all it took was him working with Platinum Games to make... All it took was him working with a good development. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... I did not have a good time with Drakengard. Don't recommend yeah. it. Well, it makes me wonder how much better the first Nier could have been had he actually worked with had it Platinum been made Games. By people that weren't Kavia. Yeah. Yeah. Who went out of business not too long after that one came out. Almost immediately. I believe they may have gone out of business when it came out. Ouch. <laughs> uh, they, their other contact contracts during the Nier era kind of dried up because, I mean, they were also supposed to do Sakaguchi's third Xbox 360 game, Cryon. And, uh, Microsoft lost that interest that... in uh, doing Japanese games. <laughs> yeah, after those games failed to do anything that they were supposed to do, so... Well, I I, so thank, I thank them for wasting money uh, to give me Lost Odyssey. Let's see, there are other Much stuff, appreciated, lot Microsoft. Of, otherwise, like most of their games were like contract anime games, and I guess that market started to dry up then. So, 
I mean, when you run out of people that want to make want you to make like five different Fate Stay Night fighting games, you're kind of boned. So surprise, Fate Stay Night series is still. It's actually somehow growing in power, which is a little concerning. Yeah. yeah. Is it now like 15 years it's been around or something? No, we're talking over 20 almost. Oh my god. Oh. I mean, it's been... Oh, I'm going to have to actually Google this to make sure I didn't just give the wrong number, but it's been around for literal decades at this point. Uh, and and it's a... Like, the original thing was like this brilliant idea, a brilliant concept for like a video game or an anime but done in the worst possible <laughs> format for it in visual novel. You know, the whole idea is we're just going to take, we're just going to pluck people from history and have them fight each other. We'll have Hercules fight, you know, Joan of Arc. It'll be awesome. But, you know, it's visual novel, so there's absolutely no action. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so four, um, it's been 14 years, not 20, but... It's still, like, a baffling amount of time for anything that started with the premise of, like... Here's a visual novel where, like, you have sex with King Arthur to be, like, a broad cultural force. <laughs> and the fact that King Arthur is now a, looks at least looks like a teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> and now it's happened to everyone in human history because they have to keep making new characters for their phone game. Mm-hmm. Can't escape. Oh, good times. Good times. Or not good times, I guess. Uh, Alright, what else do we got for questions here? I've asked this before, but it was never answered. What do you think is the best-looking console visually? What about the worst? Does he mean, like... I think he means the actual outer shell. Oh. Oh. Uh, The worst-looking is probably something you've never heard of and or what happens when you shove, like, a Sega Genesis 2 on a Model 1 Sega CD... I think he asked this before, and I think we answered it by going into some uh, long... Completely unrelated tangent. <laughs> probably some discussion about art style or something. I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, to talk about the outer shell, it's. I have decided that it is a... Uh, it is a 32X hastily shoved into the Sega Genesis port of a Pioneer Laser Active. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Prove me wrong, children. Prove me wrong. You and I both know these children have no future. I always had a fondness for how ugly the Commodore 64 was back in the day. Oh, God. It's like a million Commodore 64 What's even better is that when you leave a Commodore 64 in the sun, it becomes an even uglier shade of brown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, who thought brown was a good color for that? Not even like a like beige brown. Like this is an awful like I don't even know what to describe it. Like it's a dirt brown. <laughs> uh they went through like five designs for that though. You can get a more normal looking Commodore sixty four, but at that point why would you not want the fugly one? <laughs> uh you got any wheels? Uh the worst looking, I would say, would be the original Xbox 360. Huh. Wouldn't like, have gone with that. Like the original gray one? Not a fan. Oh, no, wait. I remembered another good choice. The Tech Toy Master System Girl? 
What was this? What? This was a Brazilian master system marketed by Tech Toy. Oh. And I'm just I'm just gonna drop this in the chat and you can sort of gawk at it. How do we make this for girls? Uh, pink. What's the cheapest pink plastic we can get? This. <laughs> yeah, that's something. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, uh, choices were made here. They were wrong choices, but they were made. Props yeah. to Tech Toy for making like 1,500 different <laughs> Master System variants. Yeah, they like licensed it from Sega, and then it had the Genesis had this like insanely long lifespan in Brazil. I remember reading about that one time. Yeah, both the Genesis and Master System like kept ha- like there's some amazing like late life bizarre ports to the Master System in Genesis and uh, Brazil. It's it's kind of magical, worth seeing every time. <laughs> the... I'd say for yeah. for best looking yeah. system, I would go with uh, one of the many different special edition 3ds's. There's some really nice looking ones. Yeah. yeah. For for just simplicity's sake, I always liked the GameCube, just the way it looked, even um, with the stupid handle. No, that's a good choice. I appreciate how compacted it is. It is an actual cube. Not many consoles, especially at the time, were built up instead of outward that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like most most consoles try to look like slick consumer electronics, which means by the time that they're retired, they look hopelessly dated. So, I mean, like you'll get the occasional ones that look kind of bad when they started. I mean, the PS3 started with like the common joke of George Foreman grill, and it never really escaped that, but... <sighs> I don't know. I'm not sure why the why the first run PS4 looks like a parallelogram. That still upsets me. <laughs> yeah. Acceptable console. Acceptable console shapes. Anything that is not like a trapezoid. Well, I mean, it looks nicer than the uh, the original PS3. It's true, but it has worse buttons somehow. It's also true. Stop putting heat sensitive buttons on your consoles, <laughs> especially ones you don't mark. But why? They burn out. Oh, okay, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> they burn out, and suddenly you can't press buttons. I guess I'm gonna have to replace my PS3 at some point. <laughs> that's worrying. Uh, I yeah, I just to... had to replace my PS3, and uh... I, yeah, it it just up and died. But the super, I, I replaced it with a Super Slim, and it is just dumbfounding how much smaller the Super Slim is than the original really? PS3. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gigantic. It's huge difference in size. Yeah, definitely do that. Super Slim is it's, it's decent. It's I I prefer tra- like the the loading mechanism where like you just slide something off and place the disc in to slot loading because I get sick of the motor having issues and ugh, but I like the Super Slim quite a bit. <sighs> I'd say all the models of the Vita are really nice. All two of them? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but they got like 12 different colors in Japan. That's true. All those colors we didn't get. All those colors, all those special editions. Mine's a kind of lime green. Nice. I saw a good uh, tweet in response to one of the limited edition PS4s that they showed that was just like, it's it's like blue, but with gold PlayStation button logos, like the triangle, circle, square X, and it's just hideous. Yeah. And 
The best response I saw was just like someone tweeting it, uh, like, "I work at Sony. My job is to make sure that uh, my job is to make sure that every limited edition PS4 is uglier than the last, and I am paid very handsomely for it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we never get any of the cool Japanese special editions. Like there was a uh, there was a Trails of Cold Steel three one last year that I was sorely tempted to import. It was just uh. really awesome looking. I'm still proud of my hot pink PS2. <laughs> Not sure why someone needed to offload that, but I uh, I think that it worked out well for me. <laughs> Just trying to think of any other cool special editions. There's some very nice Dragon Quest themed uh, 3DSs and a nice 2DS that we obviously never we got. We got none of these. Please emblazon my Switch with a slime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty awesome. They're gonna do that in Japan when the when Dragon Quest Eleven hits Switch, and you know it. Yeah, well, it's region free. Yeah, but I'm not buying a second one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's even less important now that it's region free. But slimes. I love slimes. You know this. Yeah. This is a matter of public record. Yeah, I do too. I imported a Japanese 3DS that's got slimes on it. Slime Mori Mori. I was tempted to get that 2DS, but too too pricey. Alright, any other cool consoles? Should we do we have any other questions? Nope, we did. We're good? I think so. Someone in the chat was asking about asking us about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh yeah, that's technically an RPG, right? That's even more of an RPG that's than Origins that. was. Okay. It's got it dialogue cool. trees now. Ooh. And you select your player character. Yep, you get a female lead now. Optionally, anyway. Yeah, you got your choices. Well, I'm. They all seem f- to be. I'm all for this direction for the Assassin's Creed series. So sweet. Ubisoft just had a generally a really good, you know, uh, showcase yeah, they got a lot this of, year. Uh, the Division Two looks really cool. Lots of other cool stuff. Star Fox in their space semi game that may be RPG enough. Not sure. I really appreciated the bit where Star Fox, the Star Fox presentation started with them using the SNES Star Fox voice and then went into voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing was, I had like walked away for a second during the, the Starfield thing, so then I brought the stream back up and it was just Star Fox there, and I was like, what is going on? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I feel like so I should point out Starfield. Star Starfield is a different thing. That's not their game. Star- Starfield is Bethesda's oh, right. new IP that they showed a logo for. Uh, Other generic name, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forget what the Toys to Life uh, space shooter is called. It looked neat. Star. I'd play the Star Fox. Something? Star Star. Oh. It's Star Star. I've decided it's Star Star. Can't... Will a Toys to Life thing... Uh... Is any is any store actually going to sell a Toys to Life thing at this point? That's my question. Uh, I think some of them will. I mean, they still stock Amiibos. Some some Amiibos, yeah. I know. The amiibos it depends. They can't get rid of. Yeah. Like they still stock new ones. It's just you know you need to be careful about how much product you're putting out at once. And I hope that people have been observing this. Probably. R.I.P. Disney. R.I.P. Disney Infinity. More importantly, R.I.P. Lego Dimensions. 
R.I.P. basically all of them because they always overextend themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of these are very successful for like a year and a half, and then they have too much product and they're all dead. I mean, if Disney, with all of their properties, couldn't keep one going, it's hard to imagine anyone else could. But it know. depends on how much you put into like you need to buy a ton of new sets. If you can just keep a handful of products continually going, like it's less of a profit center, but it's also less of a money pit when it goes south. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'll play the Star Fox bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably play it, and my kids will probably enjoy the toys. So it's apparently huge. Like that Arwing seemed very large. Yeah, that's that is fine by me. Yeah, my son. It's large enough to not be swallowed by a small child. <laughs> consider that an advantage. My son and I had a ton of fun with Lego Dimensions, and the nicest thing of all is they were basically inexpensive Lego sets, which were not, which are not a, not a. Lego sets are a premium item. Yeah, yeah. That is for damn sure. If you wanted cheap, you bought the Mega Blocks. You bought your Halo Mega Blocks. Oh God, Mega Blocks. How do you feel about Gears of War Funko Pop Edition? Oh, jeez, that's right about where I was going to go. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't believe that's real, and yet some part of me knew it must inevitably become real. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> is that did I really witness that? Is that is that for real? I just like that the, the theater just went dead silent when they put it up there. <laughs> It was like the most not aimed at anyone who would be in a theater to watch a Microsoft press conference. It was beautiful. It's really one of those things where like, they need to be tailoring these to... If they want these audience reactions to seem impressive, they need to tailor these to who they're actually inviting. Which means that things like Gears of War Funko Pop don't go there because they're for people who don't watch E3. They're very specifically for people who might never have even played Gears. But hey, I like Funko Pops and here's an iOS game. Ugh. <clears throat> Just like how Nintendo was very smart to not do the Labo thing at E3. Yeah, like Labo would have been eaten alive by the E3 audience, and that's why it goes earlier and has its own, like, announcement. <sighs> the 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 Gears Tactics game kind of sounds interesting. Oh yeah, I'm interested in that. They could certainly I even be, be able cool. to drag that on Tarpy Gamer. Yeah. Uh, I'll play any sort of XCOM-ish thing. <laughs> I'll give it a yes. shot at least. That genre slowly reviving thanks to XCOM, Mario, and Rabbids, and now this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which what a this strange time, world we live in. Yeah. No kidding. This time last year, I would have bet anything that I, there's no way in heck they would have gotten me to play a Rabbids game, but, you know, there you go. Game yeah. Really good. I love that game. And, and that update looks really good, too. Yeah. Welcome to Donk. <laughs> uh, and hopefully there's a sequel. Oh, there's got to be. Yeah. They'll definitely do something. It did seem like it sold really well. It was I think it might be the highest selling third party Switch game, so. Yeah, I thought I thought I saw that it sold over a million games, over a million copies. Like it sold over a million copies in like a month, which is really yeah. what mattered. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's it's safe to say they'll be collaborating on something similar. Yeah. <sighs> What a wacky game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, why don't we close this out by... We'll just take a few minutes to talk about anything anyone's writing on the site or whatever games you're playing at the moment you feel like discussing. Hmm. 
Let's <laughs> start with Gaijin, since you didn't have much to say during our random E3 discussion. I know, just I'm still playing the same kind of thing. Actually, I've been kind of in the background here playing Scarlet Grace. Ah, uh, yeah. Still, still holding out hope for an English version of that, but uh, still nothing. And I th- finally, finally broke down and googled how to learn more magics for certain characters. Is it as difficult it's, as Unlimited Saga? Not nearly as complicated, but um, still under the hood, it's kind of annoying. Uh. Um, it's like um, there's like three different tiers of magic, and you have to have a specific ability level to spark a specific tier of whatever the magic, whatever the magic is. And some magics can't spark off of others. And, oh. Uh, basically, uh, like if you go with Leonard's quest, the one natural magician that you get with him who um, technically learn a, a lot of different spells, she can't learn any new spells until she is at least uh, level 10 in metal magic. Oh. And then if you if you're equipped with the wrong sort of magic staff, then you probably still won't be able to do it until you switch equipment. Well, that sounds fun. Or yeah. the opposite of fun. It's No, it's just kind of baffling, like, okay, we're not sure what we're doing right or wrong here. I wonder if they're going to clean any of this up in the, the new version of the game, or it's just going to be the same with additional content. Very doubtful because this is something that seems to be hardwired uh, into the game mechanics. Damn. Well, at least we have the Alliance Alive. Yeah, I need to get back to playing Alliance Alive. <laughs> it's really fun. I've it's uh, I've been jumping around between lots of different things of late, but that's the game I'm always going back to. So starting to make some progress in it got through the first few chapters, and now all the characters you jumped around as are together, so I'm guessing lots of cool stuff is going to happen soon. Uh, I think I must have be just past you. I think I got to where you get the airship and you can move anywhere in the game. Nice. Oh, and then, did you did I, country? Did I do what? Ice con- the ice country? Yeah, I think that's what I did last. It's been a few weeks. I've been I've been stuck on review games lately. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that would be like the if you have the airship, the, then um, the big fight on at the top of the Oriental Castle. Yeah. 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 That that was a that was a fun fight. Um, <laughs> Did you get the penguin guy? Oh, I got the penguin guy before I took before I was able to beat that battle. Yes. Uh, did you get the penguin guy, Joshua? I don't think I've gotten the penguin guy yet. Uh, I don't know where you get him at. Um, ice country, northwest, um, a little island off the northwest coast of the ice country is where you can find the penguin village. Huh. Okay, I gotta go look for the penguin guy. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't had time to play it much lately. I've been reviewing mediocre to really bad anime games or anime-inspired games. Uh, what'd you play recently? Was it um, the it wasn't the Witch in the Hundred Night, was it? Witch in the Hundred Night too. Yeah, oh. I reviewed that. <laughs> yeah, that one was pain. <laughs> it was painful, man. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
That, that's what that's what I get for reluctantly sticking my hand up and volunteering for that. <laughs> I should I should know better. Yeah. It's one of those like they made a sequel and they made a remaster of the first. Surely it can't be that bad. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it can. Hey, somebody went through the trouble of porting Mugen Souls to PC, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. No accounting for taste. No. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I, after that, I ended up playing uh, Little Witch Academia, which is another anime game. Uh, turned into RPG, which it was um, not not anywhere near as bad as Witch and Hundred Eyed Two, but um, much more disappointing because there was actually like a there's a core of an interesting game there, but it just didn't really execute things well. Aww. it's like yeah, it's like they spent a ton of money um, really recreating the anime and making it, it. It's a really good looking game, and it has um, they used full voice acting like every single character even the little unnamed NPCs are all voice acted and it's all done really well but the the gameplay is kind of tedious and then it keeps rubbing your nose in the kind of mediocre to bad gameplay <laughs> so, so you have to fight your way through all these uh, two and a half D side scrolling dungeons and so you get to the end of the game and they're 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 varying levels of mediocre to bad and annoying and then you get to the end of the game and it's like oh hey you need to fight your way through the, all of those again because isn't that just the best way to leave you with an awful taste in your mouth mm-hmm. so yeah that that kind of that that definitely hurt that game score uh. and then uh i i imported a game and i've been playing uh the full metal panic game Heaven help me, which is like the polar opposite of uh, um, Little Witch Academia, where it's got absolutely you, you can tell they it's done by the same uh, developer who does the Super Robot Wars games. So the gameplay is pretty fairly solid, but the the you can tell it's extremely low budget. It's just you know they have character portraits. And there's no animation whatsoever to them. It's just like they put up the two <laughs> character portraits and they talk to one another. But that—that's it, you know, on these bland, static backgrounds. <laughs> like we, we had we had enough money to draw this character twice, so we have him <laughs> in this one outfit, and then we've got him in this like winter outfit. That's it. We're going to use that same character portrait the entire game. Oh. <laughs> But the gameplay is actually pretty good. It's uh, mech-based battles, and instead of it's tactical, but instead of being uh, grid-based, it's um, free movement, so you can just move anywhere. And then the the mechs have like hit points both for like their overall body, but also you can like cripple their legs or their arms. So there's like some strategy in that. the The only real problem I have with it is just that it's almost too easy. Because there hasn't been very many missions where any of that strategy has really been necessary. Oh, I hate when that happens. It, it sucks. And it's like, <laughs> oh, we've got so many different options, so many things we can do to try and win, and we don't need to do any of it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, it, yeah, it's kind of a shame. <laughs> but, it, it, well, I guess I'd rather have it be too easy than too hard. <laughs> Especially when you're reviewing it. Yeah, especially when you're reviewing it. 
Yeah, that uh, yeah, Witch in the Hundred Night Two had a couple of bosses that really drove me nuts. Ugh. I'd be pulling my hair out. <sighs> so we got anything lined up for next review? Actually, I think I'm going to review Full Metal Panic. I was looking on the coverage page, and someone has put me down for coverage on that. So I guess I'm writing a review of that. And then I'm supposed to be uh, writing a review for or, or doing some impressions for a couple of Switch games, like Fallen Legion and Ease 8. Oh, nice. I started, playing, play some- I started playing Fallen Legion on Vita recently. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I don't know if it's the way I'm playing it, where I'm playing it kind of like 15 minutes here, 30 minutes there. The only problem I have with it is trying to remember. It has this... Well, I assume you've played enough of it, where it has this mechanic where you have to make choices like for your kingdom. Or I I should say, I don't know which... There's the two different routes in the game. I guess if you're playing the Vita one, it's probably the same one I am. With the, uh, the princess. I think the Vita only has one route. Yeah, the one route. I think it was the princess route, is it? I think so. Uh, not that far in it. Yeah, yeah. But it has those... Every once in a while, while you're in like in the middle of... Or in between battles, it will just have you like try and make a choice about your kingdom. Like, raise taxes on this people. Or, you know, there's a revolt over here. Do you put it down? Or do you, you know, negotiate with them? And it gives you these little hints, and it and it tells you some of the backstory as you're going along. But I'm having trouble trying to remember, like, okay, what was town was this? Were, <laughs> were they someone I should? Were they someone I should compromise with? Should I put down the volt revolt viciously? Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> like it has some interesting ideas, but yeah, just the way I'm playing it is kind of getting in the way of some of them. But it looks good on the Switch, so you know. yeah, yeah. I'm glad they ported that over, and you know, honestly, the Switch is just getting almost overloaded with indie stuff. Not that I'm complaining, but it seems like anything, anything sort of indie-ish is going to get a Switch port at this point. So it's one of those things where I wish Nintendo really needs to do something to kind of like highlight those games and to make it a little bit easier to find stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When there's like 15 or 20 things every week coming out, it's just hard to keep track of it. <laughs> yeah. And to find the wheat from the shaft, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's some things I forgot even came out. Like, I, I think it was on there the other day looking for something. It's like, oh, yeah, Enter the Gungeon is on Switch. I haven't gotten to that <laughs> Everything yeah. is on the Switch yeah. now, it seems like. They need, they need some sort of organization. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, everything except poor Dragon Quest Eleven, which I don't know how long we're going to wait for that. I feel like that's going to be a while. That's why I was really hoping we'd get the 3DS version, but no such luck. Yeah, that's that's just not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really wanted that 3DS version, but, I mean, you know, that they, they just aren't going to sell any extra copies in the U.S., really, by selling the 3DS version. The people who would buy the 3DS version are going to break down and buy the PS4, the PC version. Yeah. So it just didn't make a lot of sense for them to release it. Yeah. And everyone forgets Square is actually doing this one. So I can't I can't see Nintendo releasing a 3DS game when Square is doing a, a PS4 and a PC version. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we're already missing... Uh... Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate on 3DS, and 
I mean, that would be a lot easier to do because, uh, I mean, it's basically the game they already released in the U.S. So, uh, the fact that they're not bringing over the 3DS version of that is pretty telling. Yeah. It's time to hang it up, sadly. Although at least Nintendo is giving us a few more releases. It's hard to complain about the the tail end of either the 3DS or the Vita's lifespan. Yeah. Yeah, the Vita's really weird because it's like... It seemed like the the system was going to die a quick death and then just games kept coming out for it. It just didn't stop. Uh, it's it's weird, like that that same sort of the the same type of like weird little dungeon crawlers and otome games, the same sort of things that found a home on the PSP at the end of its lifespan, kept finding a home on the Vita too. Yeah, and just kept you know like that combined with some indies really kept the Vita going for a heck of a lot yeah. longer than the it's than the amount like, of effort Sony put in. Yeah. It's more like a lot of the the companies that were doing those games for the PSP market just decided to jump over to Vita because it's similar enough in use that they already had a very large fan base willing to just keep going with the portables like that. And and I think, you know, I mean, sometimes there's a big difference between platforms and people just kind of forget that or, or in some cases like NIS kind of found out when they were trying to port Ease 8 to PC and like that didn't work (laughs) out very well for them. Ease is a custom engine, and Falcom's been making stuff for Sony for 12 years, and (laughs) it's no longer easy to just take that and port it over to something else, even if you have tons of extra performance. Whoops. Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully, what I played to the Switch version seems to be really solid. That's good. But NIS NIS Japan did that. Or, Or them or some other company in Japan did. It was not Nisa. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's good. Good. But yeah, I'm gonna miss the. I'm definitely gonna miss the Vita too, because I mean, we got a freaking new Saga game super late in its life. It's just been, it's been a weird console, but I love it. So I'm glad the Switch is basically becoming Vita 2.0. Oh, totally. I th- my only gripe with the Switch is that I've always felt like it's, it's. I wish the Switch was either slightly smaller so that it was actually portable, you know, like something you could stick in your pocket and carry with you. Or if it's not going to be, I wish it was just bigger so it had better battery life and a bigger screen. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. I'm, I'm going to miss having, like, a smaller portable. I yeah, that, that's the thing. The Switch, you can't just, like, stick it in your coat pocket and take yeah. it with you when you got, like... You know, like I get get my tires rotated. I'm not gonna really bring the switch. Yeah, like I I I, bring... I, I, I usually carry stuff around in shoulder bags. So. <laughs> it's a very nice. shoulder bag portable. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to get used to that. I mean, I I've been bringing like my 3ds and Vita to work with to figure that out. Or maybe they'll release like a small a, a switch light at some point. I I kind of figured they'll they'll probably do a redesign a smaller re more portable redesign of the Switch whenever they get around to doing a real live uh, a real next Pokemon game. Yeah, that's that seemed true. like a that seemed like a you know, smaller, less expensive, you know, get it under 200 bucks to go along with whatever the next Pokemon is. That kind of made sense to me. Yeah. Undetachable Joy-Cons. Yeah. Well, that's already kind of becoming the 3D of 
<laughs> you know, the 3D became superfluous on the 3DS. The Joy-Cons are pretty quickly becoming superfluous on the on the Switch. I wouldn't say they're superfluous. They're just smart enough to know that not every game needs to pretend it's using them. Yeah. 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 I presume you guys ended the cast. No, we, uh, we're ending the cast with kind of a what everyone's playing and what they're doing at the site. So what are you playing, sir? Uh, been going through Kingdom Hearts 2 HD in preparation for Kingdom Hearts 3. Sweet. How has Kingdom Hearts... And wait, King, sorry, 2. I was about to ask a question about 1. How has 2 held no, up over there? Okay. I played that one recently as well. How has that held up? Because I haven't played it in a long time, and I'm fearful I'm going to go back to it and not enjoy it very much. It's not that bad. It hasn't held up perfectly, but it has. it's a relatively short game to begin with. It's only like 20 hours compared to a lot of other RPGs, so... I mean, if you really wanted to, and you just played the critical path, that game is maybe 15 hours long. So, there's not much of it. It's it's pretty good. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, meanwhile, is a uh, much better, more fully featured action RPG. It's got a lot of interesting mechanics and a lot of... It's it's a surprisingly technical game, especially since I've been playing it on critical mode. Nice. Um, that's, that's probably how I'm going to play it as well. Yeah, for, for those in the audience not aware, critical mode... Uh, makes it so that you can't gain HP by leveling up. But uh, in exchange, you get you start the game with 50 extra ability points, which gives you a lot more, and a handful of special abilities, which gives you a lot more capacity to uh, make specific decisions about what your build is. It's, uh, it's very hard in some places. There's a lot of situations where you're just going to get like two-shotted by enemies, but... If you can make good use of the abilities the game gives you, you can play a much more fulfilling action game. I recommend it. Sounds good. I am d- definitely going to have to replay them before 3 comes out. Are you going to replay Birth by Sleep as well? I'm going to replay all of the mainline ones. Sweet. Birth by Sleep and re- Dream Drop Distance included. And 358 over two days. That's not a mainline game, and I'm replaying it anyway for some reason. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why, but okay. It has it has its. There are things about about it that are good. It's not a good game, but there are things about it that are good. I'm also late in a Chain of Memories playthrough, as I've mentioned in the past. Yay! That's a difficult game to come to grips with. It's got cards. I like it. You're a criminal. <laughs> News at eleven. <coughs> Alright, anyway. Alright, we should wrap this up. Uh, I think I already mentioned I am playing more Alliance Alive right now, and some Metal Max 4, so I'll probably have more to discuss on those next time, and uh, that's about it. Uh, Send us questions in the usual places, Um, forums, which we've only gotten one question on, Uh, leave comments on the episode itself, uh, we me, always read those. You can send me questions on Twitter. I'm at AskWheels. Uh, and you should join our Discord channel. And you are welcome to ask me questions there, though um, I recommend doing it, doing so on a Monday. Otherwise, I will likely lose the questions because I am horribly forgetful. Have you considered, perhaps, a Google Doc? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, what a coward. That sounds like too much work. I'm just saying, have you considered putting them somewhere where you might remember them? There's probably a whole thing we can set up where people can post things on a Discord channel and have them automatically sent to a Google Doc or something. But that sounds like it requires programming. Clearly, you've just got to make something. a Q&A. Clearly, you've just got to make a Q&A channel in the Discord that just is there for people to throw questions in. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's work. Wow, well, I, <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> all right, maybe we'll do that. All right, anyway, we'll see you all next time. Um, I'm sure there will be some Nintendo things to talk about next week. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Even a surprise announcement of Dragon Quest Eleven for 3DS coming westwards? It's not happening, guys. It's not happening. Absolutely not, it's happening. not happening. We can all cry about it, but it's not happening. <laughs> totally not happening. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh well. Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 3? No? No? Alright. I'm gonna go cry myself to sleep. Alright. <laughs> we'll see you what all next week. <laughs> Well, it's okay. okay here's a, here's a here's a good note. Spider Man. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Next time we will discuss the Amazing Spider Man. You're just watching all the Spider Man movies. Yes, yes, sir. Why? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> See you all next week. Yeah, yeah. Trying to find some money for the family. There's always money in a banana stand. We don't have the money, Pop. Always money in the banana stand. And so Michael, his son, and his brother together enjoyed the cathartic burning of the banana stand. There was money in that banana stand. Well, it's all gone now, Dad. There's $250,000 lining the walls of the banana stand. Why didn't you tell me that? How much clearer can I say there's always money in the banana stand? No touching! No touching!